You're listening to A Little Bit Better, a podcast where we talk about how breaking goals into small steps can lead to big results. Here we'll examine the cause and effects of our thoughts, our actions, and inactions, and how they influence how we live our lives. I'm your host, Chris Swale, a life and health coach. Let's get started. Hi, welcome back to A Little Bit Better, the podcast. I'm your confidence coach and host, Chris Swale. I've been in the zone lately, both with my input, my learning, and what I'm choosing to put into my head, and my output, my creating, my coaching, and teaching. I love riding these highs, these waves, because the reality is that it often feels like I'm in the undertow. Now I deliberately pause with gratitude in recognition of both spaces, the highs and the lows, and for celebrating myself for being able to do that so that I can see what I get out of each space. I truly appreciate when I'm in a high vibe period. Feels a lot better. I won't take this for granted. The chapters of my life have shown me how this unfolds, these high periods and these lows, much like the chapters of your life are telling your story. Our stories is a very persistent theme that keeps showing up right now with myself, with my clients, and with what I'm seeing in the world. And although I've already done an episode about it, we're going to explore this topic again because the stories we tell ourselves truly are everything. It is the most important thing to look at when you are looking to make changes in your life or just thinking about going for your goals. Ready? Everything comes down to stories. Every single thing you believe, every action you take, every action you don't take, it all begins and ends with the stories that you tell yourself. You tell yourself stories every single day of your life. So many on repeat that you've forgotten they are even there or you don't even realize it. You have done this since you had conscious thought. What are these stories? These stories, your stories, are everything you believe. Yes, everything. Beliefs are thoughts you think are true. It's common to mistake your beliefs for facts. They can feel like facts. Your beliefs are so darn carved in stone, indisputable, that you are likely erecting your walls right now in their defense or will be after my next sentence. Many of your beliefs about your life are not true. Let's be biased and decide that the positive, lifting, and supporting beliefs are, and we'll file those aside for now. We're just going to focus on the negative ones. Most of those are not true. Gah! Did you feel that? What happened inside your body? What happened in your brain? Did you tell me to F off or almost stop listening? I get it. I don't want to give up my beliefs either. It's so much easier to sit with your negative beliefs because it means you don't have to do anything. You can clutch them tightly, scowling at anyone who tries to pry them from your grip. Mine, you shout. Mine. Okay, okay. Hold on to them for a moment longer, but let's talk. It's incredibly hard to change a belief. This is why we often choose not to. You've probably gone through this several times in your life. Have you ever had a different opinion than someone else, trying desperately to get them to get wise and agree with your opinion with the only result a futile waste of your emotions and your energy? Afterwards, you may have felt drained, frustrated, or angry. Why can't that person see you are right? Because 
you aren't. Not to them anyways, because your view doesn't align to their stories. And so if you didn't give up your view to embrace theirs, it's for the same reason, because their view doesn't align to your stories. You have decided to believe that your opinion is fact. Some things are facts. For example, if it is raining outside your window, fact, it is raining. But many things are simply thoughts, feelings, and therefore opinions that you have formed that you fool yourself into believing are actually facts. Let's get some clarity and consult the dictionary. A fact is a thing that is known or proven to be true. This means that it would hold up in a court of law. What is a belief? A belief is something that someone accepts as true or real. It's a firmly held opinion or conviction. So what's an opinion? An opinion is a view or judgment formed about something, not necessarily based on fact or knowledge. Did you notice how that just came full circle? We went from fact to a belief to an opinion, which is not necessarily based on fact. Life is full of circumstances, which are facts, such as the rain example. Humans respond to facts by creating thoughts and feelings and telling ourselves those are true things. We think our feelings into existence and we think our beliefs. It's our thoughts and beliefs that morph the facts into the abstract and become less factual. Let's look at a couple of examples. Fact, it's raining. The thought or belief you may hold is, this rain has ruined my day. It hasn't ruined your day. It's simply raining. You may have had outdoor plans, but you have decided to not do them, or you have decided that if you can't do those plans, your day has been ruined. Meanwhile, your day is still there and It's there for you to do what you choose or what you would like to do with it. Here's another one. Fact. I didn't get the job I applied for. The belief may be, I'm not good enough. I'll never have a good job. I'll never make money. And none of those things are true either. You simply didn't get that specific job. And maybe it turns out to be the best thing because it wasn't the right job for you and your personality and your goals. Let's do one more. Fact. I yelled at my kids. Belief. I'm a bad mom. I'm ruining my kids. I can't keep myself together. I can't be as good a mom as other moms. Our thoughts have the greatest influence on our lives. Our thoughts drive us to do or not do, to like or not like, to help or not help, to show up or to hide. Our thoughts dictate how we look at situations and therefore heavily influence our feelings from happiness and grumpiness to even how stressed we are. You've likely heard the saying by Henry Ford, whether you think you can or think you can't, you're right. When you believe you can do something, you're creating that wiring in your brain and so you are more likely to take steps to take the behavior that will get you towards that thing you think you can do. When you don't believe you can do something, you usually won't try it at all, or you try it really half-ass, which will reduce your chance of success, thereby confirming 
your beliefs that you can't do that thing. If you believe negative thoughts about yourself and your abilities, you won't take the necessary steps to prove yourself wrong. Why would you? You know what you believe about yourself, so why would you try to prove otherwise? These kinds of beliefs can be formed very obviously, but they can also form in a very sneaky way. How did your stories come to be? They were put there by you, by what you observe in your life, and by those around you. It was your interpretation of the facts and your accepting of other people's opinions. Outside influences are a big factor and a big part of creating the stories within you, especially those that are more of a, from a herd mentality and from those you spend the most time with. As children, we are, of course, heavily influenced by our parents, and so many of our beliefs come from their beliefs and our upbringing. This can be good when they are supporting and positive thoughts, but can also be the reason that a lot of people end up working through quote-unquote issues later on in life. This result isn't only because of the influence of our parents. It can be from anybody in our family. It can be from our peer groups, our social circles, especially in high school. And it can be from religious groups, any hobbies or sporting clubs that we are part of. Our ingrained stories are the result of all of our experiences. Maybe you have a friend who is the pretty one. Everyone says so. She is stunning. Men always fall over themselves trying to win her affection. Everyone wants to be her friend. What does that mean to you? You might decide that you aren't pretty or that you aren't worth the attention of others. You may decide that you aren't as good or as valuable as she is. It can feel like you're yelling these things in your own brain, in your own face, or it can be so subtle, these little messages that you're telling yourself that you don't even notice you're doing so. These messages, little or big, chip away at your confidence. You post yourself a little further down the ladder. You start ranking yourself in various categories and areas in your life. Little by little, you can close yourself off to opportunities. One by one, you shut the doors to your ideas and your dreams. It's really easy to do this. I imagine everyone does at some point. We are such social species and are constantly bombarded with the thoughts and opinions of ourselves and others. We want to please others. So if someone voices an opinion that is contrary to what you want to do, you might push your own wants and desires down out of respect and follow their cues. Or you may do so because it's outside of the rest of the herd and that feels scary. Someone else's opinions and thoughts do not need to direct your life though. Even those of the people you love most. You were not put on this planet to live someone else's idea. Yes, simply their idea of how different people should show up in life, including you. You get to pick. This is the part we forget. We can control our thoughts. We get to choose which ones we allow to stay in our minds and which ones we kick out the door. But after years of letting all the noise in, it can feel very daunting and overwhelming to break free of the non-supportive ideas, thoughts, and opinions that have held you back. Overwhelm is the overseer of inaction, of feeling stuck. To get unstuck, you need to listen and decipher the stories you have been telling yourself your entire life 
as well as the stories that you have let others tell you from day one. When they are supportive, run with it. When they aren't supportive and they are keeping you from living your true potential, then simply stop and take the time to look at what and why you have been telling yourself the things that are not supporting you in your life. Like many good things, disrupting your negative and non-supportive thoughts and beliefs is not easy and it takes work, but it can be done with intentional, deliberate action. It all starts with awareness and openness. You need to be open to discovering what your negative and ingrained stories are. Remember, you aren't going to like them, so you may even have the urge to fight for them so that they remain. Our primitive brain likes to do that because it likes to hold on to what it knows to what it knows is safe, even if that doesn't serve us in our life. Pick an area you aren't happy with in your life. Are you not wearing clothes that make you feel sexy because women who do that should have more self-respect? Are you not taking that course you've always wanted to because you are too old or not smart enough? Are you not going for that role in the company or starting your own business because you are the wrong color or gender or again, not smart enough, not capable enough, don't know enough people, not popular enough? Do you walk past your neighbor's house with your head down because they are a different religion or speak a different language? Do you look in the mirror and love what you see? Pick something specifically and then ask yourself, what do I really believe about this? You can do this now. You can do it in your head, of course, if you're driving or walking, or better, write it down. This is a fantastic journaling exercise. So once you've got your specific topic in mind, ask yourself, what do I really believe about this? Write down everything. What is it that you believe? Don't judge. Just write out what your beliefs are. Even if you're judging them as they come out, just let them go. Write it all out. The next question is, what am I really telling myself about this? The first question, what do I really believe about this? That's asking for your general overview. The second one, what am I really telling myself about this, is looking for the messages that pertain to you and your abilities, your personality, who you are, what you can do. Look for words like shouldn't, can't, won't, to, this or that, and not something enough. Listen for decisions about how you look from skin color, body size, and gender. Listen for declarations about right versus wrong. Look for judgments you hold about others. Look for things that make your brow furrow Look for things that bring up feelings of longing or the feeling of missing out. Look at what scares you and look for those things that are giving you the most feelings of resistance. The stories you tell yourself matter greatly. They are in constant play in the background and in the deepest recesses of your brain. It's very likely that you don't even realize they are there. They exist in all areas of life. Body image is a big one. Thoughts about cultures and religions that aren't yours is another big one. And much of what you hold true about your abilities. Don't be afraid to look outside, pull out those stories and challenge them. You've got this because this is your one chance at life. This is your time and your chance to write the story that you want. The process of changing your negative, non-supportive stories is hard. It does not mean you'll like it or like the process, but it will be worth it. Life isn't easy and it's full of 
all sorts of things. So you may as well choose your attitude, voice your mindset, choose your viewpoint. Once upon a time, it hit you. Standing there in the midst of a world full of noise, you felt the clattering of voices dissipate. You opened your arms, stretched out your palms, and let those voices go. The noises, the voices, they were still there, but they blended together, indistinguishable from one another. Indiscernible except for one lone voice. This voice grew in strength and clarity. It rose above the din until you heard it loud and clear. It was you. You said, I am who I say I am. I get to be who I decide. I'm ready. It's your story and you are the storyteller. Go get it. Thanks for listening to A Little Bit Better. If you've enjoyed this episode, please leave me a review. Your ratings and reviews help more people like you find this podcast. Subscribe to A Little Bit Better so you never miss an episode. Share it with friends and family. You can follow me on Instagram and Facebook at This Is A Little Bit Better or find me online at a littlebitbetter.ca. I'd love to hear from you. And if you'd like information about coaching with me, please reach out. I am Chris Swale. I'm excited to connect again soon. So until next time, have fun being a little bit better.